at 6 p.m. I'm Mama Mac, and with me is that person I can never remember her name, and what is your name? Oh, I don't know my oh, name. Oh, okay, well, mm-hmm. that makes Dr. two of Dr. Angel. Dr. Angel, yeah. Uh, PhD, licensed mental health counselor, our resident expert, at least that's what she says she is all the time. She reminds us, I'm the expert here, <laughs> and so we just have to go with that. So we're, we're glad to be back tonight. Yes, we, we are. We always are live. You have a guest. I do. I have a you very have a friend. good friend. I have I a friend. I found out you have a friend. In the flesh. So now we can put the rumors to rest. I do that have That you friend. don't have any friends. Right. And my friend Chris Duffy is visiting us. And Chris Duffy. And coming in the studio tonight. Known him since high school. So since hi- oh, oh, wow. I've wow. got probably a lot of questions for you at some point. <laughs> because is she re- was she really as wild as rumor has it? Oh, my Stuff goodness. Stuff like that. I was a good girl. Yeah. Well, My you, children listen to this station. I was oh, an angel. <laughs> well, that's why you got the name. Yeah. So, uh, Chris, if you'd like to comment tonight, feel free. Just kick her under the table. Be just careful. And, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll go get you in here to comment. We're starting a new series tonight, and we're excited. And, 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 and. Where's the bell? Okay. We just happen to be doing something very special again tonight. We have two baseball tickets to July 19th, 7, 10 p.m. with Baltimore Orioles, the Rays, to give away tonight. Oh, that is awesome. And it has to be somebody who actually listens to what we're talking about. There you go. And at the break, we will, the first caller at the break. uh, That can answer the question. That can answer the question. But we haven't figured out the question yet but we will as we go we will as we go right and so uh we will be giving out two tickets to the rays on monday night july 19th at the break so stay tuned and listen we're starting a new series tonight we sure and that's the other exciting thing tonight i'm excited about this series i am too i think it's an important one you know chris here's what we do we uh think you got something on your mind you want to start a series about no to you no okay and so we just kind of and then i was driving down the road today and i got two green lights in a row and by the time i hit the second green light on us 19 we had it all figured out we talked for a minute and a half and or two minutes maybe and we said this is let's do this that's how it rolls two green lights got the show i mean it's just great and and we call these wing it specials because there's really no planning. There's no plan except for the topic. Right. Got the topic. Let's talk. So when you're almost eight years doing this show, you can kind of do that. Right? Yes, very much so. Yeah. So that's what's going on tonight. New title, Developing Your Circle of Life. Yes. And, you know, I think this topic is so paramount in our lives because our circle of life we're talking about those relationships and people that we circle around ourselves which i find fascinating since you brought a friend to the show tonight i know how you know it just worked out that way right is this person in your circle of life definitely in my circle of life well you didn't tell me i don't have any friends here to bring (laughs) i mean it's just i feel to feel left out. I see that. You brought a friend. I didn't know we had to bring a friend tonight. You know. Yeah, I get it. All right. Okay. Show and tell. You Show brought a friend. Tell. Well, there's always next week. You can bring your friend next week. I don't think anybody's available. <laughs> <laughs> Just already guessing. So anyway, circle of life, and I like that because we all have a circle of life but i think a lot of times we go through life not even thinking we have a circle right what is our circle who is in our circle and what's the quality of that circle and why is it important why is it important i'm just gonna go a little nerdy on you for a minute because research tells us that the more quality our circle of life the more quality of the circle of people we surround ourselves with the better our resilience is for dealing with obstacles and difficulties in life okay so then you'd have to define better 
Sure. What is a better circle? We we do that. We ha- well better. Are they cuter? Are they so tall? Are they? It's a quality standard, and so okay, that quality standard is first of all people that we can trust. Okay, people who oh um, I like that have um, they're encouraging and uplifting. Okay, people who are positive in nature, uh, people who follow through with their word. Like, so those are some of the qualities, and we're going to really break that down yes. to what all of these qualities are that um, make a difference in that circle. And so the more quality that circle is, the stronger we are to handle whatever it is that life throws at us. So what do you say, Dr. Angel, to the people who say, I don't need people in my life. I'm self-sufficient. I get along great. I'm, you know, I got a great job. I got a great this, great that, you know. What well, do you say I to those say people that say they don't need other people? It's not I, true. Okay. Why? Well, because we we are built, we're wired to be connected with people. Um, when we have quality people in our lives, we are getting. Um, it releases hormones and chemicals in our brain that are protective from Seriously. anxiety and depression and all kinds of other emotional and mental um, struggles. Um, and so we are wired to connect with people. We cannot thrive and isolate ourselves. It just doesn't happen. Okay, so what happened to the world last year in 2020? That's a pretty good example, right? Sure is. When people were disconnected and in isolation. And I'm going to tell you what happened to the world because I got this phone call today. Um, I actually answered my own phone at work for a change. Um, And this lady's like, oh my gosh, you are the first mental health clinic that's answered their phone out of tons of people she's called. Why is that? She asked me, why? I said, well, probably because they're all booked up and busy. because people have really struggled in that isolation of 2020. Exactly. So did you get her as a patient? I did, and have her booked in, and everything's great. Okay. So we started, Chris, last year when COVID started, we started kind of talking about COVID week by week, and we intended not to talk on it forever, but it ended up being another one of those 25-part series, you know, whatever, because it, as it evolved, you know, we started talking about it in January, February, February. It was March. March, March. I stand corrected. And and we just kept going for months. I mean, because yes. there were so many new developments, you know, all the time. Every week our life changed more and more. Yeah. and different obstacles, different things to get used to, different anxieties, like it was impacting us a lot. Like if you missed a day of news, you missed a lot back yeah, then. Yeah, so. it was really crazy. Um, but the overwhelming theme of the whole year was that people were in isolation. That And that is absolutely true. And so now we are not in that isolation. Most of the communities have been open up here in the United States. And now we still have backlash from that year of isolation where right. now we have this new, a lot of struggle with social anxiety. Oh, yeah. A lot of uh, yes. struggle with fear of being around people, unsure how to reconnect with people because they lost those connections for, what, 16, 18 months now. And so not even sure how to have a conversation with people and start that back up again. And so that's a very prominent theme I'm dealing with in the counseling room. Really? Mm-hmm. And the anxiety is just because they haven't been talking to people? They I haven't mean, been weren't they on their people. devices? I mean... Well, and they haven't had the face-to-face interaction. Okay. And so now people are more comfortable. Um, my friends are, you know, on my devices. My friends, we, we do a face-to-face, but we're not getting together in person because we've lost touch with that a little bit. Yeah, yeah. And so has the world missed that? I mean, has it been a major gap in our social development? It's been a major gap in our social development, but also in our mental health. Okay. How does it affect our mental health when we are not interacting face-to-face, person-to-person, in a restaurant, wherever? Sure. When we're not having those interactions, well, first of all, we are a higher risk for depression. We're a higher risk for anxiety. We're a higher risk to be affected by chronic stress and all those negative effects from stress. And so when we aren't in that connection, we are struggling. Well, we're in our own head. Way too right? much. Way too much, you know? No objectivity, no real perspective, right. no one to kind of get advice or bounce things off of, or even people that we know are there for us or we're connecting to. Right. You want to comment? Yes. Speaking to Thank the mic. Thank you for not kicking me, Chris. Oh, you're yes, welcome. he was very gentle with you. Yes. yes. No, I, I wanted to say um, for people who do suffer from mental health issues, it totally exacerbated it even more. Yes, it did. It did. Uh, yeah. You, know, you have people with depression who ordinarily have a circle 
around them, who understand them, uh, and now they had to rely on virtual appointments with their providers. Sure. Which, when you take that face-to-face out of the equation, it can be, you know, it changes it's a big dynamic change i mean mm-hmm. that was one of the things my practice i didn't do i kept face to face open throughout the entire thing which was really important yeah for you my let patients. them come to the office they came to the office right. yeah and, I, and me not to put my business out there but someone who does seek out mental health services once again being able to reconnect with my providers right and seeing clearly the look on their face you know Obviously, we can tell microphones can alter, distort right, the sound sure. of voices. Sure. Uh, we can't, and again, uh, we can't see the, the complete picture on the face. Right. So having that human connection again, that emotional connection, does a lot. It does wonders. It does. It yeah, does. just for our healing and our mental health. Yep. Yeah. Thank you for that insight, and you have a very nice speaking voice. So. Just Thank keep you. that in mind. <laughs> so <laughs> anytime you want to say something, do. Um, and so with all that that happened last year, and we were going through it too, we continued to come to the station. Uh, we continued to wear masks and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff, not on our show, but, you know. Yep. And, but we had, <laughs> well, there's some of it still. Yes. We had all kinds of cleaning, uh, stuff, cleaning and stuff and, and you know, cleaning everything constantly and, and taking every precaution that we could, but we went on with life, like we went on with the show. Sure, but just think, like when it shut down, we lost our face-to-face, we lost talking to our medical providers, we lost our church connections. Most churches closed down or went online. We went on to Zoom and yeah. And so here we have this major worldwide stressor of a disease which created fear. We had financial stressors happen because of that. We have people having to take on new roles, parents having to teach their children for the first sure. time at home right um, and deal with all you know relationships that already were having problems we're now having bigger problems because we're constantly together <clears throat> with little support around us and we did not fare well we put this the statistics up of the depression and anxiety that increased in just 2020 was astronomical those numbers was it yeah. absolutely yeah it was something I it was one of them I think it was uh, anxiety was like an 80 something percent increase over 2019. Oh, wow. They were, one was 60 in the 60s and one was in the 80%. So, wow. Yeah, that's huge. So that's huge. So we are just now beginning to come out of it, if, if we even are, right? And, and we are starting to, but I think there's also a lot of struggle with that coming back out. Yeah. Well, you get used to sitting at home in your pajamas. There's been a lot of jokes about it, but really, that's where most people worked, you know, in mm-hmm. front of their computer. If they if they were able to work a job from home, sure, yeah. So we were working from home. We were doing everything. Like we were shut in, and you know, I just had this conversation with a patient today. Like once you start shutting down, it's really hard opening that back up again. Yeah, it is. So what do you advise to someone who's listening out there in Radio Land and saying, "Yeah, that was me. I'm still struggling." What do you yeah, say? I, I say you're not alone. First of all, okay, um, it's a common struggle. I, I see it every day, multiple times a day in the counseling room, and we're gonna take. We need to take it step by step. You need to connect with people, and not just people quality people what's wrong with just connecting with people anybody like drive through mcdonald's and talk to the way the drive through person you know well we well we do not connect with quality people it can be harmful for us because they can be negative they can be discouraging they can make us feel worse about ourselves they can add guilt to what we're experiencing uh add shame to what we're going through and so it can be damaging depending on the people that's in our circle of life exactly and i just saw something the other day about how many businesses are going to self-checkout so you're not even interacting with a human you know a lot of times in in some of these businesses i always go in the self-checkout line at sam's so i know that you know i'd rather do it myself so you know i'm not even going in the sam's i order it online and i bring it to my car (laughs) (laughs) okay there you go so there there have been some changes right changes and those changes are going to be with us now going yes they are so the cycle of life or circle of life okay circle of life uh why is that something that our audience should be interested in developing what i mean let's just take that what's the importance of that well i think we kind of highlighted that importance because of it makes us stronger emotionally and mentally it makes Mm -hmm. us stronger physically right Um, we need to connect to people and it we can have that contentment and we can feel contentment like there's a lot of positive um 
side effects from having a quality circle of life. It is. Recently, I've reconnected with a couple people that I wasn't talking with for a while. And it's just been a joy to kind of reminisce about old times or talk about, well, you and Chris right Right. now, you know, uh, just talking about things you used to do. Of course, Chris, thanks for all the info that I have now against Dr. Angel here about all of her wild times and all that. That's quite a bit of information. I I did record all that, as you were telling me, (laughs) by the way, to be used against her at a more appropriate time. Probably in a sermon. (laughs) Yeah, it very well could be in a sermon. It could be, yeah. Uh, That just happens, right? It sure does. We're just not responsible for that when it comes out in a sermon. There's no responsibility. But anyway, so back to this circle of life, because we all... We get value from our relationships with other people. I mean, if you weren't sitting here right now, I'd be putting somebody else down instead of you. I know, exactly. It would be nobody, maybe nobody is the chair. Maybe I'm sitting here by myself. I mean, how much fun is that? Not fun when no. you when you really... Exactly. Or who would always have to take the biggest piece of pie when we go out to lunch? Now, this is a problem, Chris. <laughs> This is a problem because a lot of us after church on Sundays will end up in a restaurant close by to the church in between before we come here to do another radio show on Sundays. So we kind of got in a habit um, during COVID Mm -hmm. of getting a piece of warm cherry pie and dividing it. But the problem is she's cheated me now for months and months and months to the point now that I have to use a little ruler and, and you know, actually measure and it. she is not kidding. She brings a ruler to measure yeah, her I slice do. of pie. Because I found that Dr. Angel cheats me on the pie. So, okay. So. But go ahead. I want to make a point after what you're right saying. Go right ahead. I don't want to cut you off. But, but l- listen, just the fun and the banter. That's what it is. That's why I was getting ready to say. It's just fun, really. It really is. You know, yeah, I always get the smaller piece. But, hey, I'm learning to forgive. But, uh, but seriously, it's just the fun of interacting. That's what we're talking about here, about a circle of life. Sure. It, it relieves stress. Like it, when you can have fun and feel that connected and, and have banter and, and reminisce or plan or talk or strategize. Even if like, it always revolves around how you cheat me for even, on, on cherry pie. Even if it revolves around how I cheat you. Yes. At least she just admitted it on the air. Oh, I did not admit that I cheat you. I just said if it revolves around Mm -hmm. how I cheat you. Okay, let's talk about some characteristics of people that would be good to have these characteristics in our circle of life. You said trust. What's so important with that? I think trust is the heart and and soul of having a quality circle of people in our circle. We have to have people we can trust. People that we can trust that when we share something confidential with them, that it stays with them that it's not going out and causing damage or causing harm or they're not on the phone telling all the family members or all the co-workers or whatever that's so, not okay that is not okay oh, i have to quit doing that yeah i literally you know i was in a session today and you know i was we were talking about quality of relationships with um a patient and she's like you know i can't tell a certain family member something because then everybody knows i and think then, there's a lot of us that have then they all make up a like decision that. of what i should do and then yes. they get mad if i do something different and right. it's overwhelming me right yeah, yeah. we got to stop feeding that person what well, i also want to say get closer, get to, the closer to the mic Sorry, <clears throat> no, or, or pull the mic closer to you i didn't want to breathe all over it that's uh, all right also when people repeat your business it gets right. distorted yes, yes. so and then it, it gets back to the original person, and right. it furthers that distrust that they have. Absolutely. Uh, so sometimes it's best to keep the lips sealed unless it's something extremely pertinent. It's true. Or life-threatening. Uh, if somebody comes to you and confides in you, that means they trust you enough yeah. to share that with you. It's heartfelt. Why would you betray that just for entertainment or just lip service or gossip? Some people, it's just they want something to talk about. Or sometimes it's it's really actually mean they they want to put someone down you know and make them make them appear less than to others you know so that can be the reason why some people in our circle are not trustworthy or whatever it could be bad motives really actually or it could just be something they just want to talk about they just want something to talk about you know and this sounds good juicy gossip go ahead it does and actually i want to share one of my um favorite quotes from eleanor roosevelt where she talks about great minds discuss ideas Average minds discuss events, and small minds discuss people. 
Oh yeah, boy, and, that's and good. It is good. It's is one of my. Profound. She's one of my favorite. That's really good. Women of all time, but it's profound, and that's an important. Like, I don't want to just brush this trust factor because I think there's so many people who have people in their circle that they are holding close in their circle that they're sharing very personal, intimate things they're going through who aren't worthy of that trust. And a lot of times, sadly, we don't find that out until that there's trust damage. has been broken and there's damage. And I remember newly married and we had a lot of couple friends and this kind of thing. And and, and it's, it would seem like we'd have a couple that we were like constantly going out to dinner with or constantly playing golf with or whatever the case may be for a period of time. And then something would happen. And so we'd find out that somebody said something about this or this or this. And then we would evolve to a new couple, you know, that were our best friends, you know, that kind of stuff. We were young, 20s, you know. Sure. This is kind of how life was back then. But it's common that people do this. They kind of gravitate to somebody that they really enjoy being around. And then suddenly the trust is broken. And then they what do they do? Sure. And so we have to have people in that circle that are worthy of the trust that we give them, which means we build trust slow. And when trust is broken... Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. That is huge. Could you go back over that and say it a little slower? Sure. We have to have people in our circle that are worthy of the trust we give them. Trust is built slowly. We build trust slowly. Okay. So why? Why do we have to build trust slowly? Well, because trust is one of those things that take time. So, you know, when we first meet somebody, we can give little pieces of information, but you don't know what's going out. So you're probably not going to, well, you shouldn't share more information than you would want the rest of the world to know in case they are not worthy of that trust. Exactly. That's the problem. Some people meet someone or have this new friendship and like they're sharing the deep, dark inner parts of their hearts and souls and what's going on in the world. And now it's it's out there and they're betrayed and they're hurt. Well, let's talk about online dating in that regard right mm-hmm. so this is a common problem because i've known people that on the first second date they've told their whole life story and if it's not a person that you know beyond any doubts not going to use that information against you and i know people that have just fallen into that trap over and over again and had that information used against them sure and, yeah okay uh, chris well yeah. i also want to say when you look at online dating or even any other type of dating, when you put your whole life out there, right? not only do you run the risk of them repeating what you say or having that as ammunition, but also you kind of throw a lot of baggage on them at once, sure. which can definitely create trust issues because yeah. they feel this person must just simply tell everybody their business. Right. They're not really somebody I want to confide in or establish a relationship with. That's very sure, it can good be very putting And we kind of call that trauma dumping in our world is where... Oh, trauma dumping. So that's okay. kind of where when you meet somebody or have a, a newer, any kind of relationship, I don't care if it's coworkers, romantic, friendship, family, whatever it is, and you just keep dumping all this baggage, all this, this hurt and deep stuff on this person, like that's not quality and that's not fair. All right, we're going to talk more about that right after the break. And don't forget, guys, we're giving away two baseball tickets to the Rays versus the Baltimore Orioles on Monday night, July 19th at 710, coming up in about a week and a half or something like that. And if you would like to have those, be the first caller to call in while we are doing the break well, And here. be able to answer what the one of the foundational qualities of a person that's in our circle of life should have. Oh, what's the answer to that? Well, they had to have they listened. They better been listening because we just been talking oh, a whole lot about I it. I wasn't listening. I don't know <laughs> what it is. Okay, let's go, Avery. Woo. On the planet and blinking step in to the sun there's more to be seen than can ever be seen more to do than can ever be done 
Dr. Angel Falzoni special areas including trauma, depression, anxiety, post-traumatic stress disorder, stress management, self-esteem, interpersonal relationships, ADHD, behavioral addictions, as well as spirituality issues. A Florida native, she holds multiple degrees, including a bachelor's in education and philosophy, a master's of arts in professional counseling and marriage and family therapy, and a PhD in psychology. Dr. Angel is also a Florida licensed mental health counselor. She has worked with youth and adolescents for 14 plus years and has worked extensively in women's mental health for the past six years. She has worked in agencies providing mental health services to family and youth at high risk. Dr. Angel is an accomplished psychotherapist who works with children, teens, adults, couples, and families. Dr. Angel has advanced training and experience in working with LGBTQ-specific individuals and issues. Dr. Angel can help you. Just call for an appointment at 727-501-6557 or online at drangelsdevelopment.com. Dr. Angel Falzoni, support for individuals, couples, and families. 727-501-6557. Prompt professional service is what you will receive when you allow Marsha McAllister of Charles Rittenberg Realty to help find that perfect home or list your home for sale. With over 23 years of experience in the Tampa Bay area, you will enjoy a smooth transaction from start to finish. Call Marsha today at 727-417-0707. Now is a great time to buy or sell a home. Call Marsha McAllister at 727-417-0707. This is the Talk Radio Network. It is a great song. Really and it good fits song. perfectly. And I love that line. Never take more than you give. Yeah, that's really good. That's really good. Yes. It is. It's profound. And we have not had anybody call in for the tickets. So, hey, you got to just uh, you know, about we 20 forgot minutes. to give the call in number. So that would be 727-441-3000. Oh, yeah, if you're listening to this show and you can answer the question of what is one of the foundational qualities um, and, that we want in our circle of life with um, our individuals in that support system, call in for those baseball tickets for that game. Up oh, the line. We, go. The, we the have a caller, I think. See the lights. Yeah, okay. Might be that. It might be somebody just wanting to comment. <laughs> uh, let's see what we find out here before we go on. Okay, caller, who are you? Hey, this is Nan. Oh, you're not calling for the baseball tickets, are you? Of course not. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what are you calling to comment on the cir- circle of life? Sure. Circle life is very important. I surround myself only with people that I can trust. Yeah. And that I can be there for. It's a two way thing, you know? It is. I trust them, they can trust me. Yes. And, you know, I like to be able to trust people. Just me personally, I do like to be able to be greatly trusted. Yeah. Yeah. So that's who I surround myself with. I'm careful about that. I've learned, I've been burnt, and, you know, I moved on. I think we've all been burnt, don't you, Dr. Oh, Angel? Yes. And I want to talk about that after effect of being burned. Okay, yeah. Well, and then it is very important to have those friends in your life that you can count on, you can confide in, and all that. That's. Did you want to comment any more than that? 
No, that's it. Just like a short. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for calling Thanks. in. We appreciate it. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead, Dr. Angel, with your. Sure. Well, no, those tickets are still out there. So okay. they'll call a number 727-441-3000. And so when we get burned, we start building walls. Yes, we do. <laughs> yeah. And those, you know, I've had this conversation several times this week. Those walls, when we build them, they keep the bad, the hurt inside of us. Yeah. And they do not let the good in. And they're destructive. And we destroy ourselves emotionally and mentally from the inside out because yeah, we're we trying to protect ourselves from that pain because we did trust somebody who was not worthy of that trust mm-hmm. or we were burned or hurt in some way. How common is that? Very common. It's all the time. Oh, I see the walls. I mean, I, I watch people building those walls, and that doesn't keep us safe. Right. You want to comment, Chris? Yes, he does. I, I do. Uh, when we speak of being burned and having a history where we start building up these walls, I think a key thing to remember is we also need to learn how to, to discern who we open up to to begin with. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because if, if we're the type of person who's always out there uh, revealing ourselves, showing the core, uh, and then we find this pattern of these people that we attract, and I don't mean relationship-wise as far as romantic, I mean friends or whomever, yeah, family. Sure. We see these patterns, we have to kind of do some introspection and say, well, what am I doing, and how can I change that so I don't continue this pattern of behavior? Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. We have to be willing to, to do that introspection and look. Instead of building the walls that we think are going to keep us safe or stop the harm. Well, it goes back to the hurt. That's mm-hmm. what happens. Because once we're hurt and we feel like somebody has violated our trust or they took something we told them and then we found out that they told five other people. Absolutely. The hurt really causes the walls, really. So, yeah, and that's, that's a response. It's a, it's a reaction to that hurt. A lot of people do it. Um, and then they sit in that pain for so long, and they're growing, you know, that unforgiveness and that bitterness and that loneliness. Like, they won't connect. I will never share anything deep with someone ever again because I don't ever want to feel that pain of betrayal. Yeah, betrayal is awful. That's why trust right. is so important. You know, I mean, just personally, my life right now, I've had to do the same introspection. I have a very, some very important relationships to me that betrayed me. Mm-hmm. So I had to step back, and I can't put those. You want to put those walls up because it hurts, but you can't do that. Why can't you do that? Because that's not where healing is. You can't move forward with those walls because. Th- these few people betrayed on a very deep level i have to readjust those relationships but that doesn't mean my whole circle of life is not quality because of this couple of people so how do you begin that development because that's what we're saying the title is developing that circle of life it's not something that just happens one day you wake up and you go okay i'm gonna pick you pick you pick you like you're picking people on a baseball team when you were a kid it's not like that not at all it has to be developed it does have to be developed and part of that development i know it's we say it a lot and it's kind of a become a cliche in our culture but you have to be the kind of person that you need in your life, right? You have to to be a friend yes. to have quality friends. Like right. we can't just have friends out of these needs that we have to be connected or feel like, you know, have someone in our life to help us. Like it's mutual. It's symbiotic. We were, you know, having discussions about the mutualism of relationship. It's I give, you give, I take, you take. It's not me, the sucker fish on you so I can drain you. And we have a caller. Caller? Yes, hi, this is Nan again. Okay. I wanted us to take a shot at the question because there's someone I want to give the tickets to if I win them. Oh, oh okay. okay. So what is one of those core qualities in our circle of life? Trust. Trust is it. All right. So, <laughs> see, it was worth you calling back in. You just happened to have the right answer. I just happen to have, I've been listening. All right. Thank you for listening. That is great. Okay. Well, we'll get, uh, Avery will talk to you and send you an email and, and so you can access the tickets. So thanks for calling back in, Nan. Uh, let's, let's go back to this thing of when we're hurt. And, and, and because I, a lot of times the long-term relationships in my life, sure, they've had hurts. Mm-hmm. Sure, they've had ups and downs. 
Sure, mm-hmm. they've had misunderstandings. But there was a glue that kept them together for years. I mean, years and years. And and even in a couple people recently that I've reconnected with, we just picked up like it never happened. Like the absence, the separation, the years of not talking didn't even happen. You know what I'm saying? Okay, so what was in that glue? The trust was there, mm-hmm. even though there was a time of separation for one reason or another. Sure, a, a disagreement, a miscommunication, a misunderstanding. Yeah. Yeah. But that trust was a core. The trust was a core and love. And love. Mm-hmm. Real sincere love. And I don't mean romantic love. I'm right. talking about love that you just love that person, you know, that they're a part of your life, you know. And when you reconnect after a period of time, it's like, Wow. Yeah, I really missed you. That kind of thing, right? Mm-hmm. Very much so. And, and so when we do that and we do find ourselves reconnecting, that is a part of developing that circle of life. Hmm. This will preach. This will preach. It sure will. But no, it's super. <laughs> you're right. It's super important. Like, we have to resist that reaction of pushing up those walls i have on my i i have a tattoo on my leg and i designed every element and one of the elements i put in it is two hearts that are interconnected but open oh and it was to remind me because i myself personally when i felt hurt from early in my life learned very well how to build very good walls and i lived behind these walls that were tall and thick and kept all that pain in and none of the good in and when i learned and healed that that wasn't okay i always wanted that reminder that even when i'm hurt i need to stay connected and keep my heart open right so it can still receive that love that I need. Are you a commercial for K Jewelers? Because you I know, think I'm not, they, but yes. you see, you've it doesn't heard that look ad. like they're interconnected. Open yeah, heart okay, but the heart is open. But that is a critical part of developing your circle of life. It, it has to be. We can't just close off that heart when the pain happens. And people, communication is huge. And 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 I've made mistakes in this area. Believe me, I have. And. Uh, not gone straight and said, let's talk, you know. And I think that that takes boldness. It takes courage. It takes, you know, facing the fact you might be shut down and told Mm -hmm. to, you know, shut up and leave or whatever. But that if you're going to develop a circle of life, there has to be communication. It has to be communication. And we have to be able to, you know, state what we're feeling, what what we need, um, how we are hearing the message the other person's giving us. We need to listen to understand, not listen to respond. And those are really important core things. Oh, in wait a circle. minute. Let's go back to what you just said. That was very important. Did I just throw a whole bunch out there? You just did. Listen to understand. Listen to understand. Most not people to just respond. Just listen to respond. What's wrong with listening to respond? Well, you're not listening. You're missing the message. And, you know, I have this fun little activity I use in therapy. It's kind of a game, but it really is very telling. And so what happens is one person has like a picture of something and they are using only their words and describing it to the other person to draw. Um, And they can say any words they want, but the other person can't see and they can't ask questions back for clarification. I like that. We should play that game. It's a great (laughs) game. And what we always find is their drawing is never close to what is being described because that interpretation of what you're communicating is being filtered through their life, their experience, what they have, and that's it's good. not the message Boy, you're that's sending. that's good. That's good. And it's a great object lesson that we're not sending the same message and receiving the same message. Go ahead, Chris. I, I All right. Want, no, See, no. You're, you're getting this. He lights you like up. It. I love it. Just, no. just get a little closer oh, to the mic. Oh, sorry. Okay. Right. So when you're saying listen to understand not listen to respond. It's very funny that you say that because sometimes when you're speaking to somebody right. and you're trying to explain to them something, you know, tell them something heartfelt or you want to share knowledge with them, you can already see on their face that they're processing, but they're not really engaging in what you're saying completely. They're ready to just start blurting out what they want to say. Because they want to get they want to get their two cents in. Yep. They want to be heard. Especially in a relationship, like a 
the personal relationship, a lot of times that's where the breakdown happens in communication because the one just wants to be heard, you know. So they're just going to, yeah, I hear you, I hear you. Well, but, 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 right? Sure, they interrupt, they That's get a loud, good point. That's intense, a really good point, very, Chris. Very true. But they do get loud a lot of times. Yeah, because they want to be heard and they're not trying to understand what's really happening right here. Yeah. So a big part of developing your circle of life is developing your communication skills, but your listening skills. Your listening. You know, I, I, it's a kind of, I always tell people, God gave you one mouth and two ears. Please use those, you know, in proportion. In proportion. Okay. We should be (laughs) listening twice as much as what we're speaking. How hard is that for people in your counseling room? Oh my goodness. (laughs) It is a, it's something I probably have to work on with almost every single relationship or family issue that walks through my door. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because people are good about wanting to tell their story and wanting to get their point across. And But you did this. But you did that. But blah, blah, blah. But listening to correction or another side of it or whatever is hard for most humans. It is hard. It's hard for us to understand other people's perspectives it's hard for us to understand that how they see things so like one of the exercises i do is we start with a a personality assessment but any family or couples work i do always starts with a personality assessment because it helps us to see that these are how i filter the information i'm taking in and this is how that person does so it can help us understand each other better so does your test like uh, ask situational questions or what? So no, so it's a Myers-Briggs, which is it's a very solid um, personality. So we can see like, you know, do you take information in through your senses? Are you an organized planning? Are you more spontaneous? And like, those are important things to communication mm-hmm. and how we take in the information, how what's important, what we're thinking. And it really helps resolve a lot of conflicts when we can see this person's not just doing this thing to make me upset or whatever. Like, this is just because that's their filter. Like, right. that's how they see the world around them. Right, right. So then I take it, you, you take the results of this and And we do it as a full group on session and everyone hears each other's and how they interact with each other okay. and how they can be supportive. Um, and how we can work through some of these conflicts within the strengths of their personalities. Yeah. It's a, it's a very powerful, like, lights just start going on. Like, And this is why very healing. you have a good success rate with people getting back together, et cetera, don't you? Sure, because we're looking at the core and yeah. going down and dealing with what at the foundational level, which is trust and right. communication. Yeah, exactly. So, developing the circle of life. So, if somebody is listening right now and they say, I never even thought about the fact that I have a circle or should have a circle of life. Um, what are the reasons why they should have one? Well, we, I think we've really kind of handled that in the beginning. That After we talked about COVID, yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. We, they should go ahead. Have, we need to have it. It makes us mentally and emotionally stronger. Yeah, it, does. it makes us physically stronger. It's protective for us against depression and anxiety and the right. stresses of everyday life. Um, it gives us purpose. Right. You know, when we have that relationship that we're investing in, it's just as much as they're investing in us. Like, there's a purpose to that. Um, you know, when that person has a success, that's part of our success with them because we've been cheering them or supporting them or encouraging mm-hmm. them behind the scenes. And so it, exactly. there's a lot of positive energy that you know comes from that. So to the person listening that says, I don't think I need a circle of life. I have, I have my mom or I have my you know, cousin or my best friend or whatever. That's all I need. I just need that. That's it. What do you say to that person? I say one person cannot be in our circle because one person cannot possibly meet That'd be all a very social... small circle, wouldn't it? Well, yeah, it's not even really a circle, right? It's like a line. Um, <laughs> one person can't meet all of our social emotional needs. Guess I don't care who that person yeah. is. They're your spouse, your kids, your parents. Not one person can meet all of our social emotional needs. So developing the... Your line of life is not appropriate. No, we would and I'm not have a, you, a, a show on that. And I'm going to use an example because I have a patient that has one person in their circle, um, which is not a circle, but that's okay. And they it's just believe this it's a one line, person Chris, did you know? yeah. should be, this is my one per- this is my person. This is my they're, person. They're for everything, and I don't need anyone else. But here's the problem. Now that person is going through a difficult time. 
Oh. So when they're both at going through a difficult time at the same time, how are we supporting each other when we feel like we're drowning ourselves? So we can't. You can't. And we're they're sinking mm, and they're that's now so good. There's so much conflict because you're not there for me when I need you and I can't be there for you because I can't be here for me. Like we're we're sinking and that's the very reason one person can't be it. That's a line. Not that's a huge. Yeah. It's huge. And I'm watching it unfold before my eyes in a session. So what do you say to a person like that? Go well, out. I'll tell you what I said, because this is what we're doing, is we have to broaden that circle. So we have to. We're going to love this person, and uh, you know, but we need to honor the space. And we need to start developing other people in our circle. So I have them engaging in activities that where they can start making more of a circle for themselves. If it's connecting in with a church group or a social group or other kind of group stuff so that there are other people that also can be supportive. Okay, so I'm just going to pick your doctor brain here because there are times that people have their, their, they're dug in, they're set. This is my person. I've known couples, oh my gosh, back in the day when my husband and I were, you know, with friends with people that did not want to be friends with anybody else. They had each other. They just had, you know. Yep. We're walled in behind this. And in a way, they were threatened by couple activities because they were afraid somebody might hit on somebody or, uh, you know, that kind of stuff, you know. And they wanted to keep that us for no more type thing, you know. What's wrong with that? To somebody out there right now who says, uh, yeah, I don't need other people in my life. I got my mom, or I've got my my next door neighbor, or I got my bestie at work, or whatever. Yeah, it's not healthy. It's absolutely not healthy. That's not a quality. Is that your medical opinion? That's absolutely. It's not healthy. <laughs> it's not quality in our life. And at some point, we're going to start sinking because we need people. They're like the spice. We need a variety of people, and at different levels of trust and different depths of our life. That's right. But we need people. And I love the fact that God created such diversity in this planet, right? Not just color of skin, but behavior, uh, singing quality, uh, you know, all kinds of things. Talent, Uh, strengths. Talent, strengths. Yes, Chris, go ahead. I do have a, a question. So you have this line, uh, you're speaking of this line. Of, Just two people. Exactly. So obviously that sounds like a bit of a codependency thing. Ah, me. we just did a series on that. <laughs> it sure um, is. So with that, though, to minimize the pain that kind of broadening that line mm-hmm. what might cause in the beginning, because when you know somebody intimately, uh, whether, again, romantically or whatever, um, Anyway, so go ahead, go ahead. My, my, my point is, what advice would you give the listeners as to how they can broaden that uh, that uh, circle without question. being extremely painful? Well, okay, so that's a really good question. And so part of it is helping them to see that that line is usually codependency is at the heart of that. And so we educate on the codependency and help them see where this isn't – Um, helpful for them and then we start helping them connect in with things that are important to them that would have other people that can be parts of sources of support Um, if it's an AA group a codependency group um, a church group a um, an active a bowling sporting team. group, a bowling team, a sports team, but getting starting connecting where they're around other people that they can start fostering a more supportive relationship. We're not going to, oh, this is my person and spill everything in our life, but no, this is a person I can at least go have a cup of coffee with and you know start developing and nurturing. It's that word again, developing. We have a caller. Talk to us, caller. Yes, hello? Yes, go ahead. My name is Norbert Kutayir. Um, having one person, for example, means you stay always in your comfort zone and yes. you never expand horizon. Uh, the only way to expand your world, to have more knowledge, uh, more expertise, uh, more experience, is to extend beyond your comfort zone. Only beyond the comfort zone starts life. Everything else is a kind of a very limited kind of jail. You're exactly right, sir. Dead on. It's absolutely correct. Right. And we need we need people of variety, people who 
think differently than us, that have different faiths than us, that have different uh, social standards than us. Like, we need that spice of people in our life because we need to get out of our comfort different zone. Different age groups. Different ages, absolutely. Like, we need to, that expands us, that keeps our, you know, our minds open and helps to give us a clear, truer perspective of ourselves, the world around us. And yeah, that's exactly the spice. That's a good point. That's exactly right, sir. And even and even if they're not always right in what they say, just the fact that they have different opinions or different ideas, which may spark you or may start to make you think, what if that's true? What if I would apply that? What can they teach me? That's right. Uh, in the moment you take the position, I know everything. It's the first step to stop learning. That's right. That is so true. It's so true. And, and I, I believe when we stop learning, we start dying. That's exactly right. Thank you, sir, for calling in. We are just at the end of the show, but we're glad you called in. Check out this series and keep going with us and call another time. We'd love to talk to you more. Uh, so, so, Dr. Angel, so developing is the key here, yes. right? And, and so for people who are on that straight line, which I never thought about, but you're right, a line of just two people. Uh, come on, broaden your horizons, right? Absolutely. In fact, you know, at your look at places around you. Where can you, you know, start socializing more? Or maybe you do need to, go, to join a bowling team or a golf team or something. Or whatever it is you enjoy doing. Right. And and get out there and, you know, and embrace when people think differently than you. Yeah, it, you can yes. respect it. I can disagree, but be very respectful and kind and yes. loving towards that person because that diversity is so important in our lives. It is. It is. It is. This has been great. We're excited about this new series, Developing Your Circle of Life. Chris, any final comment you'd like to make? No, I'm just honored that uh, Dr. Angel had me come on and you yes. as well. Uh, so thank you very much. Hey, it's really good to know somebody in her circle of life right. that's been there and done all those crazy high school things, mm-hmm. which I will be picking your brain at some point because I need ammunition against her. So, <laughs> yeah. So anyway, no, thanks for no. being on, Chris. I'm just, I just. So, Dr. Angel, wrap it up. We got to so get out of here. So wrapping it up, like, we are really, I want to start. Let's start with that introspective. What is your circle? Who is in your circle of life? Let's start just identifying those circles. Um, And like, let's start looking at where's the trust? Am I giving more trust than the person has earned? Um, And we need to start examining that and adjusting some relationships that does. And am I behind a wall? And if I'm behind a wall, get help. You need to get out of that wall. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So join us next week for part two of Developing Your Circle of Life. And it will be interesting, we promise you. And glad we were able to give away a couple baseball tickets tonight. And that's exciting. This is Go Yard hitting a home run in life. And who are you anyway? I'm Dr. Angel. And I'm Mama Mac. And we'll see you next week. Good night. WTAN, Clearwater, FM 106.1, WDCF, Dade City, FM 102.3, WZHR, Zephyr Hills, FM 104.3. Listen. Pulling out of Afghanistan quickly.